And it is not Peter Mullen this week. He's on location, but we've uh, been able to find David Marsden, who's uh, filling in for Peter this week. G'day, mate. How are you doing? Again, I, this seems to be the a common uh, appearance. What's well, the trend? Peter goes away and... Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. I get the, the best gig. Or you say, look, I'm out of the office. That's <laughs> me. Although, for some reason, it takes you till 5.15 to get back to work. Yeah, it I'm does, like, doesn't it? Yeah. It takes a long time. It's a lot of planning for the next week. <laughs> David, we'll be uh, covering a lot of ground this week, looking at the power of herbs. Yeah. Look, look. we use, um, as a naturopath, uh, we use a lot of different types of modalities, and one of them is the herbal herbal medicine. So... And I love herbs. I just, I just think they just, you know, I drink them all the time. So <laughs> it's, it's really used, really good, really good. All right, we'll cover some of that today, the power of herbs. Um, I guess when we talk herbal medicine, a lot of terms get thrown about and there's a herbalist and a naturopath. Is there much of a difference between those two? Uh, those two yeah, two areas. Yeah, yeah. Look, that is very confusing. And, and uh, I guess what we need to do is a herbalist generally studies herbal medicine. So that's their speciality. Whereas a naturopath will take on many avenues. They'll actually do nutrition. They may include homeopathy, lifestyle, as well as the herbal medicine. So they'll do quite a lot. So naturopaths, uh, what we do is we specialize in treating the body as a whole. So we look at physical, emotional, and spiritual. So a naturopath will will um, prescribe nutritional formulas and we also do diet and as well as the herbal medicine. So we do a lot of different things to get the best outcome in those areas. Okay, so let's have a look at one of those specialities for you today and that's herbal medicine. So in a bit of a bit of a nutshell, what is herbal medicine? How would we best okay, describe so it, David? I guess herbal medicine would be something like it's using uh, medicinal plants coming from, you know, um, many areas of the world. So it could be, you know, Australia or wherever the best are. And these plants through, um, you know, traditional medicine and things like that have been able to show power in these plants. So, and then what happens is they're either broken down into their um, constituents so, so that you end up with a tonic and so whatever plant that may be, you're getting the whole of that plant, so whether it's the leaves, bark, berries, whatever, will be into, broken down into that actual herbal mix. So it's quite a holistic approach, mm. and it, rather than taking the isolates out, so that's the individual components out of it, it's actually getting the whole plant. So I feel, as a, as a naturopath herbalist, what I feel is that's giving you all of the nutrition from that. So So it's quite a... It's quite a, uh, you know, a holistic approach. Yeah. I, I guess also a bit of a loaded question, but um, is herbal medicine effective? How effective is it? Well, I, I believe it's very effective and, and it really requires a good practitioner to be able to ascertain what areas we, you know, need to cover. So it, it, it kind of, you know, every, every herbal mix is individual for that person. So it's like, it's like our medicine for that person. So, and, and what I like about it is that, it's really the skill of being able to put it all together. So we'll use um, individual herbs and then we'll put those together and make a tonic for that person. So a person, for example, that might come in for stress being um, a common thing nowadays is you might, you might have things to support the stress, so their actions, so things to reduce the stress. They might have sleep things. So, they, so there's a lot of things that you can cover in a herbal tonic that that you may not get 
in a in a, in another area. So that's why I like it about it. Also, you mentioned that you're drawing on uh, lots of different uh, cultural uh, remedies throughout yeah, the, the years and, yeah. and, and indeed centuries yeah, in some cases. Yeah. So there is a, a lot of, uh, I guess, evidence from all over all the those, world. So yeah. you can pick the yeah. pick bits yeah, and pieces picks, out. Yeah, that's right. And, and the thing about it is that now with research and science, these are actually proving to be quite... They're, they're actually backed up with now research. So we're getting that back up, which we probably already knew, but now we're getting the research, which is fantastic. You know, that's, that's great. David Marsden, as we continue talking the power of herbs and herbal medicine, some of the ways uh, we feel, David, that herbal medicine may be able to help, uh, most of us are pretty lazy when it comes to taking this and that. And the good thing about the herbal medicine is just the one, one, one mix. potion, one, one mix. mix. One mix. So in that one mix... It's kind of like it's it's designed for you. So, for instance, if I if I had somebody coming in that was stressed or wasn't sleeping, we could have a mixture of a, of a few herbs that was to deal with the whole thing instead of having three or four supplements that they might be having to take. So it, that's what I like about the herbs is it's just one mix that they take. Um, everybody says, oh, the taste is a little bit different. Well, that that is true. It is. It is not a sweet medicine. It's not designed to be sweet. It's actually designed to actually part of what we, what the action of the herbs is, is to stimulate our digestive system. So some will be bitter, some will be sour, some will be drying. So some herbs will leave a drying effect. But these are all actions that the herbs are doing. So you actually know, like for instance, echinacea, one of my favourite herbs that I like to talk about is it actually has some um, activity that actually gives you a tingling sensation on the back of the tongue. So when you have that action, you actually know that, that, that the actual herb is doing its job. It's actually more active. So, you know, just mm. just to give you a few few things there, it's all designed, all made up for you. One herbal medicine that fixes everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in a way, that another good thing there, like you said, that uh, they're all going to taste different. So, I mean, what you might go in, uh, person A might go in, they're not sleeping, but yeah. person B for the same thing, but there'll be different, uncover different reasons why they're not. So that's you're attacking that's different, right. different yeah. ailments. So some people with sleep, that's a that's a great example. We we might use. Um, uh, passion flower or lemon balm, but we may actually find that that they may have actually have some um, digestive upsets as well. So we can put in chamomile. Now chamomile is excellent for digestion as well. So you actually got chamomile for your sleep and calming things down, and also digestion as well. So a great herb that actually covers three areas and that's the beauty of that which you don't get in in other in other areas and because the body can actually assimilate and it's very close to you know all the phytochemicals and everything like that what that we have in it we're actually able to the body's actually able to use it yeah what about uh, side effects david when we're talking herbal medicine and, and i guess when you compare that to say conventional medicine look look there's always going to be i always say it's medicine so you still have to be on the air of caution. We still need mm. to know exactly what that person is taking. So they may be taking statins or they may be taking blood pressure medication or anything like that. We still need to know that. And a good herbalist naturopath will be able to say, we can't use that herb, but we can use that one. So we do definitely need to be careful. And there are these are potent medicines, and we have to be careful. I, I had a lady in... Um, 
yesterday who one of my patients and she had uh, extremely high um, liver enzymes her mm. liver enzymes were well and truly out complaining of she had um, been battling jaundice so the face goes yellow hands etc she'd actually been taking um, quite a lot of herbal medicine and other naturopath way too much and it was giving her it was upsetting her liver she didn't I mean, she was naturally, when she felt that, she actually stopped it. Mm. But that doesn't, that gives us the idea that how potent these medicines are. So we do need to bear that in mind. So that's a good point there, Mark. Uh, so I guess this comes back to uh, how, how it's all individualised, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, but also treating the cause of the condition as well. Uh, absolutely, yeah. So we need to bear in mind that they have, they have, they are very powerful. And they, the key to unlocking that, that, um, the problem is treating the underlying cause and not just the symptoms. So, for instance, or sleep, you know, just going with that again, we may need to, you know, there may be some, there'll be no doubt about it, there'll be a, a whole heap of other underlocking reasons that we need to get to, and that's the naturopath, that's the herbalist, that's what we do, mm. is get to the underlying cause of the, the, of the issues. Yep. Do you find that that can be the, the, the most integral part of the entire process? Uh, it's the whole part of the whole. It's not just... I mean, we do treat symptoms, you know, hay fever and stuff like that. We do treat that. But but it's also realising that there are all these underlying things that we also need to treat as well. And the herbs give us that action so that we can actually treat the cause and the underlying things in the one mix. Yeah, so I, guess, the, I guess every ailment's caused by something and it's, uh, it's uncovering that something. It, it is, and that's the skill of the good naturopath. That's what we do. Yeah. David, we've got a call for you. Uh, good afternoon, Rose from Edgeworth. You want to talk to David about fatty liver today. Hello, Rose. Hello. Hello, Rose. Yes, David. Hello, how are you? Good, good. How can I help? I've, I've just been diagnosed with uh, fatty liver. Yep. And... My doctor hasn't given me much advice, only to stay away from really fatty fried food. Okay. Um, and I'm not on any medication for it. Yep. yep. And just, um, I'm only on one thing, and that's Harriet. Yep. Yep. And yep. I'm just wondering what steps to take. Sort yeah, of thing. look, look, fatty liver is um, quite a common uh, problem that we're seeing more now, more nowadays. Uh, so it's a combination of of what's happening is that the um, the b- blood sugar levels uh, are not, um, you know, the blood sugar levels are too high. So we might be finding that we need to improve our dietary stuff. So what's your, what is your diet sort of levels like at the moment? Well, I don't eat a lot of takeaway. Okay, good. Um, yep. And the only thing that I do cook, and I cook in olive oil, Yep. is probably eggs, yeah. um, a little bit of chicken breast or fish. Yeah. And that's the only sort of things I have that are really oily or fatty. Yeah. The other things I don't, I don't eat a lot of sweet stuff. Um, okay. And that's why I'm sort of a bit puzzled. Yeah, yeah, look, look why, why we... And that's the thing is that... And, and quite often you need, a, need somebody to go through your diet and have a look at that because there may be some problems there. And what I'm also finding is that that with fatty liver that you need to um, make sure that 
you're having plenty of fiber and you know like vegetables and nuts and seeds and all that sort of stuff so we might find that that that's where you need to work on so perhaps you know um if you you know give the um the girls a ring at the 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 clinic and we can discuss that a bit further but it, we need to we need to get to the bottom of it. So fatty liver is not just about the liver. We need to look at other areas. It's quite a complex um, problem. Oh, there. okay. Yeah. So yep. it's it's it it involves a lot more things than just um, taking um, alcohol out or that sort of stuff. Tell you what uh, we might do, Rose. If you just want to hang on there, we'll see if we can get uh, some details for you, and uh, David can follow that up a little bit later. Now, before you go, David. Back to herbal medicines, your top five. So uh, some of you mentioned echinacea. Yep. Uh, let's start with that one. Why, why is that one on your top five? Well, I think, I think echinacea is kind of our staple that I, would, that I would put in most of my herb mix because it's fantastic for boosting the immune system. So uh, it's re- it's, I would use it as a standard precaution through wintertime to actually re- – and it's been known to reduce colds by about 60%. So it's fantastic for getting keeping our immune system quite in tune and it will stop you from getting catching a cold or a flu. And it also they they've done some research and it actually reduces the length of time of the actual cold or flu by about 25%. So so it's got a so it's even if you even if you get it it'll help to reduce the length. So not only does it stop it from coming by 60%, but it reduces the length of that. I also use it um, for adrenal health. So that's, this, is a, this is the up-to-date um, latest research that actually has become more of an, a, um, a supporting in adrenal health. So not only is it good for the immune system, but it's shown to be quite effective in other areas as well. And you've got a, a wonderful herb to support women's health uh, with, uh, with thania. Am I getting that right? With thania? Yeah, right. you've, you've spelt that right. Yeah. I'm halfway look, to a naturopath. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so, so, look, I, I would use with thania for... It, as it's an adaptogen, so that means that it, it's quite good at um, modulating the stress re- hormone. So it's a so we would use it in our stress hormone tonic that we would do. It's also really good for anxiety. Um, there's actually did some um, a, a trial with withania, and what they did was they put them on a, a trial of withania for 60 days and they compared it with a placebo group, so a group that didn't take mm-hmm. the withania. And they actually found when they did the scores, when they did this particular scores, that it significantly improved their well-being. Oh, there you so, go. so it has a lot of other things. It's really good for anxiety um, and cognition, so... Um, uh, improving um, responsiveness, alertness, um, physical capability, so good for that. Also... Gee, I need that. <laughs> well, it, it also improves right? muscle strength as well. Okay. So, so when you're going to the gym, Mark, really mm. good to... The withania would be really good in that area. Uh, what about St Mary's thistle? That's on your list, also known as milk thistle. Yeah, so... In particular, with Rose, the, pre, the caller that just milk thistle would be excellent in her. There is a bit of confusion about what actually milk thistle does. It's actually um, it, it's more of a protector of the liver rather than a stimulant. So it doesn't actually. Uh, it, it, it's more of a yeah, it, more of a nurturing 
for the liver. So it's really good in things like um, fatty liver, gallbladder, hepatitis, jaundice, cirrhosis, those sort of things. So it's excellent for that. So silymarin is the other name which maybe people might be um, more familiar with. That's the active part. So remember that every herb has, an, has a certain ingredients, that certain constituents, and that's the active part. So what you want to do is making sure that the actual herb that you're taking has these active parts. That's the bit that does the job. And last two, we'll get through very quickly. Oh. Uh, lemon balm and then something you will not get me anywhere near licorice. <laughs> Look, licorice... Uh, we would is another great herb for um, a stress fatigue. So I would I would use that for the put that in my herb mix. So that helps with long term. So somebody who's a, who's been on long term stress, I would put them on licorice. So that would help them to um, repair, heal the adrenals and mm. that sort of stuff. It's also very good for the digestive area as well. So it does, that's what I said, herbs do multi, multiple yeah. things. They're actually one thing and they'll do another. So there's many, and they're learning more about this as we go along. So licorice is one. My other one, and I love this for, for, help, for people who have sleep problems, and that's lemon balm. I would use, um, and I'm not looking at particularly at you mm. with that, well, you Mark, are. <laughs> but 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 um, lemon balm is fantastic for easing anxiety, but it's also really good for helping with sleep. So my sleep tonic that I would do would include lemon balm, passion flower, probably in there as well, chamomile. So these are uh, um, very sedative and calming effect. So lemon balm is fantastic. It's also really good again for digestive issues. So you can see how how herbs have a multiple sort of use they're not just for one thing you can use it for other because there's a real connection between the gut and the brain and particularly with our nervous system so quite often you'll find that things that affect the you know good for the relieving stress and that sort of also really good for calming the gut down as well david does some great advice there as we wrap up our look at uh, the power of herbs and herbal medicine thanks for listening to this podcast from 2nurfm at the university of newcastle Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.